Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast on 101 ESPN. It's amazing he's put up the numbers he has this season, considering the fact that opponents haven't had to pitch to him. They pitch to him here, and he drives it deep to left field, and it is gone. Goldschmidt, one swing, puts the Cardinals on top. They set the tone in the first inning, and they win the ball game by the final of 7-4. to That was the Paul Goldschmidt bomb, 7-4 the final, and the Cardinals will look to eliminate the San Diego Padres today. And you can listen to the game, pregame coverage at 545, pregame coverage on ESPN today. 101 ESPN will have the game later for you this afternoon. Let's run through some of the scenarios happening in Major League Baseball. Dive into what happened with the St. Louis Cardinals in game number one yesterday. Also want to hear from you. 65780. 65780. By the way, I was talking about Davies who makes the start today. 12 for 25 is Matt Carpenter. He's got three home runs, so expect Matt Carpenter to be in the lineup. I would assume today. Also had a key hit yesterday for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Mike Schild, I loved what the Cardinals did in that first inning. They were aggressive. I think they had a tell on what they were seeing with Paddock. He's a guy that likes to get that first fastball in, stay away, and then he's got a changeup. Second time through would be the breaking ball. Cardinals were aggressive early on. Mike Schilt talked about that after the Goldschmidt home run. I mean, you know, big blow by Goldie, and um, you know, but I love the fact it's one of my first offensive notes is you know, big blow, but then right back at him. You know, with Dylan doubled on the line, stayed on it. Yachty ready to hit. Waits is one to center, and then Paulie stays on it down the right field line, and um, you know, Clark with the sack fly. It was. Um, you know, that's what good teams do, and that's what you want to do in the postseason. You want to keep adding on, and we did it during the course of the whole game. During the regular season, we saw the numbers and the charts that Yadier Molina is climbing up, whether it be, you know, he's tied with Johnny Bench or moving past Johnny Bench in terms of doubles or the 2,000 hits for Yadi. Got that in the final week in St. Louis. Well, he added to that in terms of postseason milestones yesterday. Eight playoff games for Molina and he jumps on the first pitch and they may not know what's coming. Carlson's around third. He'll score and the Cardinals have opened up a 3-0 lead on Chris Paddock. This is pretty incredible. Yadier Molina going into the game yesterday. It's a young San Diego team. They're going to be really good for a long time. He had more postseason hits than the entire roster of the San Diego Padres and with that hit yesterday and he had three hits total. He's now fifth all-time in postseason play with 98 hits. 98 hits. He's fifth all-time. Derek Jeter, number one, he's got 200. Bernie Williams has got 128. Manny Ramirez, 117. Jorge Posada at 103. And now Yadier Molina at 98. It's been pretty incredible. And then you look at, I had a couple of guys, people are asking me, BK was asking me, Randy Michelle asking me, well, who else are you watching for in the game yesterday that could be guys that are difference makers? BK was asking me, who would you hit behind Paul Goldschmidt? I said, it's got to be Dylan Carlson. They went with Dylan Carlson, and the move paid off for Mike Schild. Uh, just the fact that he's been taking good at bats and his demeanor is one that's not going to make it any bigger than it is. He's a pretty even-keeled guy. Not to say he can't have emotions. That's uh, you know that's what makes us human. But both sides of the plate takes a good at bat. Hard to game plan for if you're going to go to a bullpen. Just really, it's about lining up our consistent at bats in order. And, and Dylan uh, has been doing that and displayed that today. 
did a great job, stayed with a breaking ball, took it the other way, got on base a couple of times. I thought maybe the most impressive at bat that he had was a walk later in the game, had a tremendous diving catch in left field. And he talked about after the game, his conversation with Mike Schilt about starting in that cleanup spot. Told me, you know, that they were going to put me back in there and, you know, just keep taking professional at bat. So, you know, just keeping it simple, going out there, executing my plan. And, you know, the results just came with it. So, uh, you know, to have to have the confidence from those guys behind me, it's a big deal. You cannot overlook the fact that the Cardinals got a couple of days off. You can't. It was, what, 53 games or whatever it was, uh, 44 days. I mean, and the guy that needed that break, and I talked about it a lot, was Paul DeYoung. He was running on fumes. If the guy has rest, he rakes. It's really that simple. He rakes. He hits. And you could start to see towards the end of the season, he was running on fumes. But you could also tell in the final weekend, he took some balls to right, which he was doing at the very beginning of season. It seems like a decade ago, it was in spring training. He had made a conscious effort to do that. Hit one to the wall over the weekend as well. Um, The thing I was noticing, though, better at bats. And that was a guy that I also talked about with BK and with Michelle and Randy. Watch out for Paul DeYoung. What does he do yesterday? Gets on base five times. Paul DeYoung, the Cardinal shortstop. Yeah, I think it was more just about, um, you know, recharging our batteries and getting back to, to where we need to be. I think we all were productive on our two days. And, you know, the workout as a team kind of got us familiar with the stadium again, including the player earlier. So, you know, overall, I thought we just had a real great methodical um, approach to our days off and we showed today. So we'll see today. Again, you can listen to the game on 101 ESPN. Make sure you tune in to 101 ESPN 545 with the pregame show. Should be fun. Adam Wainwright is going for uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. I am fascinated with this start. Adam Wainwright, he's not a thrower. He's a pitcher. It's a young lineup. What does he do? Spotting the fastball, mixing in a breaking ball that's around 70 miles an hour, and it's a, you know what? closeout type game and you got Adam Wainwright on the mound I love it and the Cardinals are playing with house money that's what makes this fun you're playing with house money and I know it's a 60 game season I bought in I'm in man it's playoff baseball and the Cardinals are in it it's fun Major League Baseball playoffs frenzy turns up the heat today they've got five count them five elimination games Cardinals are in one of them We've now already said goodbye. If you want to get caught up with this, the Twins, the Blue Jays, the Indians are all gone. Either the White Sox, A's will be kicked off the American League Island, the National League, the Reds, the Cubs, the Padres, the Brewers. They need a win to stay alive, force a winner-take-all game number three. So let's kind of break some of these things down. Uh, Game number two, it's got the Reds, Luis Castillo, and the Braves, it's Ian Anderson. The trendy pick, I'm one of them. I'm definitely one of them. Count me. uh, I'm guilty as charged when they qualified for the postseason field. The Reds, they already are facing elimination. Easily could have won their game yesterday. And they face a rookie who, despite having six big league starts, may well be up to the task. It's Anderson, who held the Yankees to one hit over six innings in his Major League debut. That was back on the 26th of August. 195 ERA, 172 opponents uh, opponents batting average, 41 strikeouts, 14 walks, 32 and one-third innings. So after being shut out in a 13-inning loss in game one, the Reds just can't hit, man. 
they got to find a way to score. Red stranded eight runners over the last three innings yesterday. Eight runners in their final three innings. I watched that game. They just can't hit right now. They've gone 24 consecutive seasons without winning a playoff series. Their last win was the 95 NLDS against the Dodgers. It's the longest active drought in Major League Baseball. If they lose today, you can make it 25. Now we head to the Windy City. In the air, right field, well struck. Going back is Hayward. Gone! Aguilar with the home run. He goes the opposite way. Jeffress frustrated with the wind. And it's now 5-1. How about those Marlins? We said this in a truncated season. And with this crazy playoff format, you might find a team that really shouldn't be there that gets in. And then one of those teams might upset a team that is heavily favored. Well, you might get it today. The Chicago Cubs facing elimination. Jesus Aguilar left for dead. He was let go by Milwaukee. He was picked up by the Marlins. I remember watching him in spring training. He was just trying to make the Miami Marlins club. Well, here he is yesterday hitting a bomb at Wrigley Field. And Miami has got Sixto Sanchez. This guy is a stud. And the fan base of the Marlins, they love him. He's going today against you, Darvish. So the Marlins look to keep their unexpected run going, push the franchise to seven for seven. How about that in playoff series? And they'll took to, uh, take uh, Sanchez going today. He's been fabulous in five starts, 1.69 ERA. How about his whip? It's .91. Did struggle in his last couple of starts, but the Cubs will counter with you, Darvish. He is uh, at least will be in the conversation for the Cy Young. He won't win it. I think it's going to go to Trevor Bauer. He is, um, well, you Darvish has been awesome too at home. So I, I love in terms of the pitching matchups, this might be the best one today. A question for the Marlins is whether Starling Marte is available. He was hit by a pitch on his left hand yesterday. Will he be able to play? You might have another White Sox team that is eliminated today, or at least a Chicago team. That's the White Sox. They get the A's. A's have lost a record nine straight winner-take-all games, and they may not have their uh, closer, Liam Hendricks. He had 49 pitches in game two looking for a six-out save, but needed help to finish things off. Neither manager, uh, manager committed to a game three starter today, and chances are it'll be all hands on deck for both teams, especially with the next round not beginning until Monday. So let's go to the West Coast and the Dodgers. The 2-2. Fly ball, center field. Well hit. On his way. It's got a chance, and it's gone. A home run. Corey Seager has given the Dodgers a huge insurance run. It's 4-2. Seager, who hit 15 home runs during the regular season. Had as good a year as anybody on the club has given the Dodgers an important insurance run. Banged up Brewers. They hung in game one, but came up short. Brandon Woodruff, they'll try to go to him and just hang on. They've got Clayton Kershaw going for the Dodgers. Now do or die for Milwaukee. Uh, Devin Williams, by the way, the St. Louis native, did not make the postseason roster. If you are following what's going on right now, they uh, put him on, uh, did not put him on their roster. He has got a sore shoulder, so that's really tough for them. They're banged up. They made the postseason, but they got to face Clayton Kershaw. They have no Devin Williams. They're banged up. It's going to be tough for them to do anything against L.A. But, hey, stranger things have happened and a wild game last night. And Chapman deals. 
half swing, struck him out swinging. Ball game over. And the wild card series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. That game was a lot of fun to be a part of. You know, I've... I'm 47 years old. I've watched a lot of baseball. I've watched a lot of my dad's playoffs games, been in some really big games, and I don't know how you top that one, the back and forth, just the the amount of big moments and plays by different guys. Um, you know, <clears throat> we're excited in that room. We're excited for the opportunity to continue our quest now in San Diego to, to try and win a championship, and uh, it, it's nice to... With it being so long and after 1 a.m., I'm glad we don't have to come back and play tomorrow. (laughs) That is so much fun to watch. That was uh, Aaron Boone, the manager of the Yankees. So if you're a baseball fan, hey, I don't know about you guys. I'd love to get feedback. I don't think they're going to keep this format, but, man, is it fun. It is fun. I don't think you can have this many teams, I would guess, in postseason play because of the ramifications of what the regular season would mean. But when we get to this point of it, man, is it fun. Man, is it fun. 314, Danny Mac, Don Mattingly, manager of the year. I, I agree. He would have gotten my vote just because they were really in a quote unquote rebuild. So he would have gotten my vote. Mike Schilt would have gotten my second vote and they would have been neck and neck. Now, I, I realize I'm probably a homer and I'm closer to what the Cardinals have gone through. I'm privy to some of the information that what the Cardinals have gone through, but um, what Miami has gone through where Don Mattingly literally was meeting players that he had uh, had no idea about on the field. Yeah. And the Cardinals had more talent in my opinion um, and better talent to draw from in their minor league system and their alternate site. Um, But still, I I do think that Don Mattingly would get, um, manager of the year 314 Danny Mac love the show Ponce plays big today could you know it depends on how deep Adam Wainwright goes and one of the things I'm noticing in all these postseason games and it's just been a trend in postseason baseball in the last handful of years you just don't see starters go deep so that means Daniel Ponce de Leon or Austin Gomber either one of those guys plays a vital role in what happens in managing the innings to get maybe bridge the gap to Cabrera Reyes back into the bullpen. So agree with you. Um, 314, bring in Bader for defense only. Boy, that was a tough game for, for Bader. Struck out five times, pulling off a lot of pitches. That was tough to watch. No question. Uh, let's see. Danny Mack loved the homers. <laughs> uh, did not like watching the game on ESPN. Appreciate that. Wish you were my agent. Uh, yeah. Wish you're my agent. That'd have been nice, huh? Let's see. Um, Lisa always checks in. 618. TLL, uh, TLR started it in 2011. Dotel became a household name. He was a household name actually before. But yes, to your point, it gets often overlooked that the 2011 bullpen of the St. Louis Cardinals was how it really started. And I totally agree was how they did it in what they did with their bullpen. I totally agree. A lot of people look at the teams after that of shortening games, but the 2011 Cardinals were the ones that did it first. And that's true. 
they just don't get credit for that because David Freeze was the hometown hero. And that's a fact. Uh, coming up, we're going to visit with Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. 1025 in St. Louis and time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. You can see on the post game shows after every Cardinal game in the postseason on Fox Sports Midwest. And we bring in Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest. Jimmy, uh, good morning to you. Always nice to talk to you after a Cardinal win. How are things going? Uh, I'm very excited, Danny, because uh, the Cardinals win today and uh, they move on and it seems like everything is going in a good direction for uh, for the cards right now, but but who knows? It's 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 certainly not a lot, but I feel good about it. How do you, you know? You're saying a cardinal win. What what gives you uh, such a good feeling about today? Well, uh, the numbers. Davies starts for uh, San Diego, and uh, the Cardinals have hit him in the past. Particularly Matt Carpenter is like twelve for twenty five in his career against him with three homers and four doubles. Uh, another guy, he's had a really good season, Davies, and uh, he throws change-ups, and the Cardinals have trouble with change-ups at, at, time, at times, but they did a good job with, with Paddock last night, and uh, I feel like you know the, the Cardinal offense is hit or miss, and right now it seems like it's clicking, and of course, it's a Wayno start, and we've seen every time the Cardinals need a big start from Wayno this season. I mean, what he's done, I mean, getting the start after the, the pause, and Every time they've needed a big start from Wayno, he's delivered. So I do feel very good about today. And then, of course, tomorrow, uh, the Cardinals have Jack Flaherty and the Padres are going with uh, all hands on deck. So I think right now it's trending in a good direction for the Cardinals. Like I said, there are no guarantees, but uh, I feel pretty good about it. You know, I, 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 you talk to the players all the time. You did a, a fabulous job going beyond just the Zoom calls, which are provided to the general media, and you talk to the players on a personal level, which you do all the time anyway, and I mean that sincerely. You did a great job with that. So, you know, the players played so many games, and this is not an excuse. This is big boy time. So this is Major League Baseball. you got to deal with what you got to deal with, and Cardinals were, were dealt a, a tougher hand than most because of being hit with COVID a couple of different times. But I, I can't stress this enough. The two days off for the Cardinals – is massive. That looked like a fresher team yesterday. It was just a different looking team. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I mean, I, I think the offensive challenges for the Cardinals really date back to last season. And uh, that's been an ongoing issue. That was the big question mark going in. We've, we've talked about it, you know, even at spring training, seems like the pitching lines up. Will they have enough offense? What I really liked yesterday, what the Cardinals did, is um, they had a great plan going in against Paddock. If, if you notice, in the early going, they jumped on his fastball. And, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a change-up pitcher, but he was trying to establish his fastball, and the Cardinals jumped on him. They got an early lead, and that changed everything. I mean, Goldsmith hitting a two-run homer takes a lot of the pressure off. Now the Cardinals' bats are going. So, again, even with their offensive challenges – I think the rest certainly played a part. I agree with you. They they looked very fresh. They were very crisp. Played a great game defensively. Um, but I think a lot of it is that feast or famine offense with the Cardinals. We saw a little feasting yesterday, and I'm hoping there's a, another feast on the agenda today. What do you look for when you're watching Wayno? You and I have done just about every single game that he's ever pitched in a, a Cardinal uniform. So. 
Um, what do you watch for, especially in 2020, to see if Wayno is is on? If you're a, a listener and driving around or wherever you're listening to 101, um, what do you watch for for Wayno today? Well, I feel good about this start because one of the things that that Wayno can do probably better than anyone in baseball is adapt on the fly. He's a really smart pitcher. And he usually has command of something, and he figures that in, yep. and then and he figures that out. Then he locks in on that. But as some Wayno told me a couple of years ago, even when he was going through the ups and downs, he said for him to be Adam Wainwright, as, as people remember him when he's pitching well, the key. And everyone talks about the curveball, so I'm not saying that that's not his most important pitch, but equally important is the fastball. Now. He said, I was never a guy who throws 94, 95 miles an hour. When people were writing him off, they were talking about that. And he said, I never threw 94, 95 mile an hour fastballs. But to set up my breaking stuff, I need a 90 mile an hour fastball that I can locate. And he will tell you the difference between him when he's feeling good is he can still do that 90, 91 miles an hour with the fastball and put it where he wants it. And that sets up the breaking stuff. If he doesn't have that, then teams can sit on the breaking stuff and make it a lot less effective. So if, you know, the, the, the curveballs are, are fun to watch. I mean, to me, in a sense, they're artistry. But if he's not able to throw a fastball inside corner, you know, lower half of the plate, then maybe that, that curveball isn't as effective and teams can sit on it. That's what I look for, to see if he can set up the curveball to make it even more effective. I, I thought the key to the game Last night, I thought the game was won in the sixth with Giovanni Gallegos and the strikeout of Tatis. It just kind of took the wind out of the sails of the Padres. You could see the momentum coming. Tatis is an exciting player. I thought the game was won there. Now, I know there was a lot of baseball still to go. You're going to have to face him again. But um, I'm fascinated as this postseason goes on, if the Cardinals continue, how Mike Schilt will utilize the weapons he has in his bullpen, in particular, Gallegos. What, what do you think? What do you, how does he use him, Reyes, Cabrera, all those guys as we go forward? Well, I, you know, you talk about the days of rest. That helped Schilt get his bullpen in order. And, and as you know, he said, you know, we're not going to have a closer. We're going to do matchups, and we're going to figure out who's available um, and use it that way. But the options he has in the bullpen are really good. I liked seeing Reyes at the end of the game to me in a sense that was full circle for, for Alex Reyes from from where he's been. Now he's you know on the mound to close out a playoff game and was really effective. You see him throwing 100 miles an hour, looking like he's soft tossing. I mean, we're seeing the Reyes of old, which I think is a great thing, but that just goes, to, you know, points to how many options they have out there. They have left-handed power out of the bullpen. Now, the Padres hit everyone. They're less effective against left-handers, and I think that's a real weapon for the Cardinals as, as they move on through this series. It, it could come into play, but the fact that you know Gallegos came back after he had the uh, the minor injury, probably wasn't ready to go. He looks like he's locked in, but all these other guys. I mean, Cabrera throwing the heat that he does. Um, Ty Webb had a good. They have a ton of guys out there who can get it done. And so Schilt has a lot of options, and I think he, he may not be getting enough credit for how he kept those guys ready, how he kept them live, and how he rotated guys so that the bullpen is now in a position to be at its best. I, I think he did a great job with all that. You know what's crazy? The most hard-hit balls yesterday in a, 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 a ball game, the Cardinals had 13 hard-hit balls 
13, Jimmy, and, and I went to StatCast to look at this. Only the Yankees had more hard-hit balls in a baseball game yesterday, and yet it's the offense we point to constantly. So whether you want to look at it from a traditional point of view or you want to look at it from a sabermetric point of view, the Cardinals had 13 hard-hit balls yesterday, and yet it's the offense we talk about so much. You just don't know what you're going to get day in and day out from the St. Louis Cardinals offensively. Well, I mean, that, that could play into the fact that they they had a little rest which they haven't gotten. I, I do think that that's a valid point. But, you know, when you look at their offensive numbers, I mean, last in the National League and homers, second to last in run scored, they're clearly offense is not their forte. But on the other hand, we have seen games where they're getting a ton of runs. It's in there. The question is, can they get it consistently? And hopefully what we saw yesterday will, will lead to a, a good offensive performance today, especially the fact that, they know Davies, they're familiar with him, and they've hit him in the past. I think also yesterday the defense was outstanding, and I think uh, I think Goldschmidt with his defense may have saved that game for him, but there were a bunch of guys who had really good defensive plays. Just overall, uh, a really a really good day for the Cardinals, and, and hopefully there's more to come today. I, I know, Jim Hayes, you're a guy that loves the game of baseball. You love being around the Cardinals, um, and now that we're seeing this – expanded postseason format. I, I'm just curious because I, I love baseball. I was watching the the Reds and the Braves, even though there was, I think, 35 strikeouts in the game. That's fine. It, it is what it is. And then I watched a lot of the Yankees in the Cleveland game uh, last night after the Cardinals and the Padres. I was watching baseball all day. What do you think about this expanded format going forward of, of some way, somehow making this part of uh, Major League Baseball in 2021? I'm like you. I'm watching the games and I'm enjoying them, uh, but I, I take it as part of 2020. I, I, I think it may be too many teams, Danny. I, you know, the Brewers are in and they're two games under 500. I, yeah. I, I look at it in the sense that it's postseason light, and I don't mean that as a knock or or to take away from any team that made it. Um, it's what baseball's doing to uh, to to generate revenue, to generate interest, and to give a lot of teams a shot at it. So I get it. So I'm on board with it for the long term. I think it, I think it might be too much, I, you know, like, and I'm a traditionalist anyway. Like if you left it up to me, DH or no DH in the national league, I would say no DH. Cause I, I do like the strategy that having the pitcher bat uh, brings into play. I don't love having a runner at second base. Uh, you know, some of the changes uh, in extra innings that we saw this year. I don't love all that. I understand it and I get it. And I understand why there's a discussion of it. And I do think what they're doing right now fits 2020 perfectly. I just don't know for the long term if I'm on board with that. In terms of what you expect today, just give me an overall uh, prediction. What do you think? Well, you know, Danny, I'm a rights holder. So I always have to predict the Cardinals win. Uh, my official rights holder prediction is that the Cardinals win 21 to nothing. Right. Uh, I, I, I do think the key is um, that the Cardinals, if they could strike early again and, and, and keep some of that momentum going. I know, you know, momentum in baseball goes as far as the next day starting pitchers. So throw it out the window. But if they, if they can get to Davies early and keep that confidence going, I think that's going to be huge. The Padres, I, I'll admit, uh, scare me offensively. Like every time I see Tommy Pham up, I expect him to hit a five run homer, you know, even well, if there's no the right holder, base. that's part of the right shoulder aspect too, a former Cardinal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. But I mean, offensively, you, you can't even compare the two teams. I mean, look where the pod, the Padres rank they're, they're virtually at the top of, you know, every major offensive category in the national league and the Cardinals are not. Um, 
But I, I love this matchup because the Cardinals have hit this guy before because they have a little mojo uh, building off of yesterday. And, and again, it's a big situation that we've seen Wayno deliver all season long. So I feel good. And I would say that's 30% rights holder. The rest is uh, 70% straight analysis, Danny. Awesome stuff, my man. I'll see you uh, at the studio later tonight on Fox Sports Midwest. Thanks for doing this. Can I just tell your listening audience one thing, Danny? Yeah. If, if I may, yeah, I know you're course. in a rush and you have to get to you know uh, commercials and stuff and pay your salary. But what fans don't know about you, I think they get it now. You're doing a show and they on the broadcast. But sitting watching a game with Danny Mac is a pure joy. Not only because he's knowledgeable, but he's one of the funniest human beings. I've ever had. <laughs> we have a good time, don't we? Don't we, we? We have fun, Jimmy, because we make fun of everything. That's everything. the beauty of it. We make fun of everything, including ourselves. That's the beauty yeah. of it. I, yeah. That's that's what I. Well, the thing I miss the most, I miss the crowd. I miss the fans. I miss being around our friends at the ballpark. I miss the plane rides next to you, Jimmy. When we mock everything. <laughs> That's what I miss the most, my man. I, t- I tell people that I've never cramped up laughing so much as on those flights. And I can tell you, Danny, <laughs> I've already gotten feedback during this season from some of the folks, uh, some within the organization, some not saying they miss those flights, too. Because you and I, we put on a show. <laughs> oh, do we ever. I like telling the coaches, get out of here because you're in the media section. And they look at me like I'm crazy. That's, people don't. People think. People think you're kidding. Here comes an assistant coach of the St. Louis Cardinals, and they're walking toward the back. And you tell Stubby Clap to turn around. It's the media area. <laughs> uh, I miss those times, Jimmy. But they'll be back here before you know it, buddy. They'll they be will. back here they before will. you know it. Thanks, my man. I'll see you later tonight. All right, see you. You got it. That's uh, Jim Hayes, and he is so much fun and so talented. You folks have no idea how good he is at his job. He just makes it look so easy, and I I truly mean it. He's one of my best friends uh, in the world. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. The 2-2 again. Fly ball to center field. Deep Bader at the wall, and he makes a leaping catch to end it. Harrison Bader misplayed one early, makes good there, and the Cardinals finish off game one, a 7-4 win. So the Cardinals win it, and you look at how it all transpired. Kim was not very effective, three and two-thirds, three earned runs, five hits, struck out a couple, but the bullpen picked him up. KK pulled in the fourth. It was a 6-3 game. Ryan Helsley came in, shut the door. The bullpen, five and a third, three hits, three strikeouts. The offense, though, 13 hard-hit balls, second most in baseball yesterday. One of the guys that stepped up in a big way, Dylan Carlson. And what's been the difference with Dylan from the first time we saw him? Then he goes to the alternate site to what we're seeing right now. Uh, just just trusting myself playing the game. Uh, first time around, you know, there was a lot going on, a lot of different voices, a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, the big big thing for me to focus on was this just being myself and playing my game. So um, I'll go sit on the couch. So it's, uh, that was the big focus. How about Mike Schilt? What does he see out of Dylan Carlson? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, a, that's kind of the, the point of, you know, hitting him where he's hitting. Just he's going to go play and just enjoy the game, you know. It's an, it's an opportunity. It's not a threat, you know. Go play and enjoy what you do. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful, you know, fun playoff baseball. Just go be you and let your ability play and, and trust yourself. And, uh, you know, it's good to see him be able to do that at a, at a younger age. But, you know, he's, he's a mature young man. Me telling him anything, you know, look, I give him, you know, support and a few things, but, you know, that's that's his demeanor and that's his credit for, for being able to do that. So, you know, that's uh, all the credit goes to Dylan. So it was his postseason debut. Carlson reached base four times in five plate appearances, single, double, two walks, scored twice, huge catch in the seventh. He robbed Manny Machado of extra bases. That would have opened up the seventh with an extra base hit. He joined Stan the Man and Albert Pujols as the only Cardinals age 21 or younger to bat cleanup for the club in the postseason. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see that. And Paul Goldschmidt often overlooked with what he does defensively. That was a difference in the game, man. He played great defense, had a couple of picks, started a rundown, and oh, by the way, got things going with a big bomb in the first inning. We didn't like come out and say, hey, we need to be aggressive. I just think guys are just ready to hit. You know, and he, he threw, what, 10 strikes to start the game. So it wasn't like we were slinging stuff out of the zone. And it just so happened that we were, we got hits. Um, and then that's, you know, he didn't throw that many pitches at first hand. We were just able to get some extra base hits and score some runs. And um, so it wasn't like a concerted effort. I just think, you know, we want to be ready if they're going to, you know, throw pitches, especially in the middle of the plate. And, um, you know, we were able to get hits on them. Can listen to the game. Game number two could be an elimination of the Padres. Tonight, 545, you can listen to it right here on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Time now for the crossover. Brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Center's newest store. Number 41 in Eureka is now open. Let's bring in for the crossover, Jamie Rivers. And a good day to be a Cardinal fan, which I know you are. Cardinals win yesterday. That was a huge win. I mean, honestly, we talked all day at length about how they didn't have their two aces for this this playoff series. But then we also talked about how Paddock could be problematic with the way he pitches the changeup, what, 31% of the time. And the Cardinals were ready for it. Yeah. You said earlier, I don't know if it was on your show or with Randy Michelle, that the Cardinals, it looked like they picked up some kind of tell off of Paddock because they were ready. It's like they were ahead of the game. They knew what was coming. Yeah, they were aggressive on the fastball, which they had to be. They can be susceptible to the changeup, and they didn't wait. They were aggressive in that first inning and just setting the tone. I mean, I, I just think that's so big. You're on the road. You know, you, you've struggled offensively all year. That's not a secret. And all of a sudden, you, you get that first inning. You get some momentum going. KK wasn't sharp, but one of the the – positives for this team and one of their advantages is man they can roll arm after arm after arm and I I thought going into the series um, a real key for them is how they use their bullpen with Gallegos and the sixth inning they roll him out with the game on the line and he gets a strikeout um, of Tatis and really in essence you look back on it that's when the game was won so big game well if the Cardinals are able to manufacture any kind of offense, right? Like the rest of the National League is looking right now going, okay, if the Cardinals start doing this consistently, this is going to be a problem. And it's based upon what they have as far as their pitchers are concerned because they can run deep into their bullpen and every arm is as good as the last one that was just up there. So if the Cardinals can 
sustain some of this offense. I don't expect, you know, seven, eight runs a game. That I don't not necessary when you have pitching like the Cardinals do, but if they can get four, five runs in a game, they are going to be problematic for everyone else. Statistically this year, if they score four runs or more, it's something like one loss this year. I mean, something crazy. You know what else, Danny? What I learned a long time ago is if you score more runs than the other team, you win. You usually win. Yeah. I'm fascinated to watch Wayno today. Wayno is a pitch maker, which some of the guys at the Cardinals throw out of their bullpen, they're just flamethrowers. That's oh gosh, okay. Yeah, yesterday, 101, Reyes. But the difference is there's guys that just throw. It, like Cabrera at times is just throwing. Like he's an uncomfortable at bat because he might paint one on the black and then throw a curveball to a lefty where he's bailing, where it starts at his head and it drops in the zone. And then he throws the next one and it hits the bull. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. going to get the mascot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uncomfortable. Where Wayno is dotting when he's right. He's dotting everything. And it's 68 miles an hour, the breaking ball. And then here comes a sinker, and it's put on the black. And then there's one that's just above the zone, but with a purpose, and it's in. I, I love watching this guy pitch, man, when he's on. It's so much fun to watch. And big moments, too. Yeah. Right? Like, it seems this like big this moment. guy thrives in big moments. And I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with this, but... But that's what makes this fun tonight. But this is why I'm happy to see Wayno today, where some people are like, well, I would have had Jack Flaherty. Maybe you don't even get to Jack Flaherty. Well, now they've won one game, so... You know, no matter what, at some point we're going to see Jack Flaherty, but I really wanted Wayno in this position, high leverage position to close out the series. Yeah, it's going to be fun. What do you got coming up on the show? Well, we got a, a big guest list today. We got Rick Sutcliffe, who uh, was on the call yesterday and who's also really good friends with Kelly Chase. So it'll be fun to kind of find out what he knows or what he can tell us about Chaser. Of course, we've got the great Joey Vitale, our Blues insider, Benny Heisler, who's our resident fantasy football expert. Don't tell BK that. Uh, and also, we're going to have Tom Hart, uh, ESPN, MLB. Uh, it should be great. We're going to talk all Cardinals baseball, and we're going to be so amped up and ready to go. All right, looking forward to it. Ribs BK next on 101 ESPN. You have been listening to the TV voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, Scoops with Danny Mac on 101 ESPN.